Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You don't know what hard times are, Daddy. Hard times are when the textile workers around this country are out of work and got four or five kids and can't pay their wages, can't buy their food. Hard times are when the auto workers are out of work and they tell them go home. And hard times are when a man has worked at a job 30 years. 30 years. They give him a watch, kick him in the butt, and say, hey, a computer took your place, Daddy. That's hard time. Want to talk to the guys on Sports Talk Saturday? Call or text us now. You put hard times on this country by taking Dusty Rhodes out. That's hard time. Sports Talk Saturday on WGR. Make no mistake. We're back. Welcome in. Sports Talk Saturday. Good morning, everybody. Nate Geary and... Corey Griswold, ah, who I know you were here last week, but I tripes. wasn't here. So this is my formal introduction to you. I heard that on the negotiation table you said, triple my pay or I walk. That's right. If I can't play Yacht Rock all the time on this station, if I can't get the liners changed to say all Yacht Rock all the time, I am... I'm walking. I'm walking. I'm walking right walking. out the door. And he's here, so I guess we know who blinked that's, first. That's right. It was me. They called my bluff. <laughs> Well, welcome in, everybody, and happy Dolphins Week. Injuries? Never heard of her. First time meeting. Uh, There's some injuries, storylines from this game, Uh, Bills-Dolphins, Sunday, 1 o'clock, right here, WGR. Jeremy White and myself will kick things off for pregame at 8 a.m., 7 7 a.m. You'll also hear from Derek Kramer on Breakfast with the Bills Fantasy Style. So we got a whole bunch of local coverage, you know, 1 o'clock games, never heard of her. It's first one of the year. Two, two weeks in, this is my first pregame show. I haven't done a pregame show since August. I'm not even sure that I did a pregame show in August, to be quite honest. Might be dating back to a 1 o'clock game. Shoot. When was the last 1 o'clock game? December? Was it December, the last 1 o'clock game? I digress. The Bills and the Dolphins face off in what many are saying. People are saying this. Uh, the most important game... In NFL history. That's what people are saying. I, I'm i not making that up. That is just, that's, well, Dolphins fans are making that up. So that's, it. to, to Dolphins fans, they'll want to minimize this game. Listen, I've got, you know, 20 minutes or so here before Ryan Talbot in New York Upstate joins me. And in this next 20 minutes or so, I am going to let you know that I, I borderline respect what Dolphins fans have done, right? Which is 
essentially to have said, we are going to judge an entire career based on two really solid quarters of football. No hedging. The Dolphins are going undefeated and they're winning the Super Bowl. And the Bills suck. And Josh Allen who? And I, I, I genuinely respect the stance that Dolphins fans have taken after watching their quarterback play a absolutely miserable first half of football, <clears throat> turn around, and basically, you know what this reminds me of, Corey? This reminds me of, you have a, you have a dog? Used to, I have two cats. Okay, so. Which do well, not cats, equal one dog. Cats, yeah, no, no, they don't. And cats are a little different. Cats are wittier, they're smart, um, they're, they're out there for themselves. So therefore, they're always kind of very self-serving, doing things in their best interest, Absolutely right? roasting felines right now. Roasting the them. But I'm going to roast some dogs here in a second. Not literally, but um, have you ever had a, like a screen door or a sliding glass door? Oh, yeah. And you ever ha- see your dog early on, like maybe when it was a puppy or its first couple weeks in the house, like absolutely send it trying to run through that door <laughs> and they just boom, like smash into the glass door and they're like, Okay, all right, okay. And then maybe one other time that happens, right? Like, boom, they do it again, and they're like, okay, I've learned my lesson. So now every once in a while you see the dog, like, you know, kind of like, you know, like creep up to the door and yep. like, you know, hey, hey, I, I – I, I, so this has not gone great is, the, the past three that's right. times. Last couple of times, this hasn't gone good. I I, I smoked my head on this door, you know, maybe <laughs> a little concussed. And, uh, you know, I got I got laughed at by the humans, right? A- absolutely talking it over on right. the sidelines at the intermission report. Just like, you, you know, know, maybe next time, maybe next time we take this a whole different route at trying to go out the door. Let's go down to Michelle Tafoy, who's standing by that's with right. Spot. With Spot. With the, with the Golden Retriever. You know, Retriever. next time, I don't think I'm going to run so fast to the door. Um <laughs> And this reminds me a lot of that, except if the Dolphins fans were a dog, they're a dog that hasn't learned their lesson. So this is the sixth time, right? This dog is four years old. You know, you've been in this house for five years. Dog's been there the entire time. And this dog just runs full speed every chance it gets into that sliding glass door. Not hard enough to break it, not hard enough to really hurt himself, just hard enough to say, don't! <laughs> right? <laughs> right. And then, you know, you're with your buddies, you're having some people over, you're watching Sunday Night Football, and, you know, you're eating your, your, your snacks, you're drinking some cocktails, drinking some beers, and that dog just full sends right into the door. Smash, don't! And all of your friends and your pals, you're laughing like, Look at that idiot dog you got. You're like, all right, leave him alone, guys. He's not the smartest dog in the room. He's cute. You know, he's playful. He's friendly to humans. But he runs into the door all the time, and he never learns his lesson, right? He, he just never learns his lesson. And that's kind of what Dolphins fans remind me of. Now, listen, I will 100% say the Bills could absolutely lose this football game on Sunday. I am not expecting it. And a big reason I'm not expecting it is I, I think about, you know, if the Bills were playing the Ravens this week, they play them next week, by the way, but if the, the Bills are playing the Ravens right now this week, 2-0, 1-1, or even if the Bills were playing the Ravens in week two last week, and that Tua game, that second half, never happened against the Ravens. Corey, you'd feel pretty good that the Bills would take care of the Ravens. I'm not pre- – like, Lamar Jackson's a great quarterback. Name another player from the Ravens challenge, 
Okay, other than Lamar Jackson. I know. We can. We can do it. It's a joke. But, like, they've got five good players. They don't. It's very odd to be in the spot that we are in now where it's just, like, to have an injury report as extensive as the Bills have and still feel like, oh, yeah, well, there's still going to be a bunch of dudes who are really good out on the field. Yeah, like dudes that would start elsewhere in the league. Exactly. Dudes that would start for the Miami Dolphins. That's right. Roughly. Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs and Von Miller are still playing, which can win you any game. That is right. (laughs) That is right. And by the way, there are, you know, and no offense to current or former mailmen. Who's that? Cricket. But I'm pretty sure that, you know, the Dolphins are going to be starting a former mailman at right tackle. Because they're, like, on their third string right tackle. And Taron Armstead has a hurt toe. And... I'm not totally certain. I've never played left tackle in the NFL. I want to say you need your toe. You are specifically told to not accelerate quickly at and, the post office. So, so that's well, going to be a problem. Right. That's going to be a problem. So, you know, for me, again, again, never have played left tackle in the NFL. I think what they, the first thing in training camp, they say, okay, okay, you got your shoulder pads, your helmet. Okay. All 10 toes. Check. Okay, perfect. It's like the third thing on the list to make sure that you've got 10 healthy toes. And if you don't, we can get by. We can get by. Depending on the toe. But, you know, here we are. So then that's Taron Armstead. He's got a toe injury. He's on the injury report. And their coach said, you know, Taron Armstead's proven he can play well without practicing. Okay, sure. So it's just Von Miller. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not like he's facing, you know, to be fair, practice ain't going to help. No, probably practice wouldn't help. They, <laughs> they don't have. Help they don't have anybody on the other side of the. Uh, I'm there at practice that can you know emulate, simulate what Von, right. the Von Miller experience exactly. is like. Exactly. The thing that might help the most is air support. Yeah, right. Can you call right. in an A10? Can, can Can you call in some some actual air support? Because if right. you can't, it's going to be a long day. Hiding behind the bench on a radio, just screaming right. for a helicopter to come in. Or you know, in Von Miller's case, Von Miller's Forrest Gump. And he's going back in and out of the woods. Shot to the buttocks. Um, I digress. Where I'm going with this whole situation is I would feel very confident if it was week two right now and the Bills were on the road in Baltimore. I would feel like the Bills should win that by double digits like they've won the last 20 games that they've won by, by double digits. So if that's the case, just by the nature of one plus one equals two. Why in the hell would I feel scared about a team that got absolutely dominated by the Baltimore Ravens in the first half and then proceeded to vomit on themselves multiple times in the second half? Listen, in in my most respectful way not to diminish the second half performance that two ahead, it was darn good. The stats bear it out. Mitch Trubisky had six touchdowns in a game once. Okay? So, like... Stats are stats. They blew like four coverages and ran zero blitz against a quarterback that you should just be dropping back into coverage and forcing him. And you, well, the problem is they can't get home with four. The Bills can. The Bills can. The Bills can absolutely get home with four. So, Dolphins fans, I'm just saying, like, it's okay to hedge your bets a little bit. You have zero reason to be as confident as you are. You are 2-0. and It's not December. You haven't made the playoffs in a decade. Give me a break. Right? The Bills, Bills, the Bills, Bills fans, we have not won a Super Bowl. No one here is claiming to have won a Super Bowl. But my buddy Aaron Quinn said it best. Dolphins fans, this is what Bills fans must have been like for 20 years to, to Patriots fans, right? It's embarrassing. I feel embarrassed for myself. For the times, if I was like this... 
Like, Dolphins fans are today after two. Like, this is what I imagine Bills fans were immediately after the Fitzy 20, what is that, 2011 game home. The Bills finally beat the Patriots, and there's grown men in the stands crying, right? Like, the the crap talking we did. The Bills won, like, five games that year. Now, the Dolphins are going to win more than five games. The Dolphins are probably a playoff team, right? Um, They're probably, like, a five seed. Like, they're... That they're good enough to be that. Will they? I don't know. But man, just like reel it in a little bit, man. Like act like you I should say act like you've been there. You haven't been there. So you can't act like you've been there. Like at least win a playoff. Make a playoff before you start talking all of the junk in the whole world. I mean, just all of the junk talking, the trash talking, the side comments, the jabs, the full on right hooks. I mean, guys, act like you've been there. And if you haven't been there, you haven't. Pretend that you've been there. Good teams, Bills fans, you know how they talk trash? All right, well, yeah, we'll just see you Sunday because, like, we have a unbelievable alien at the quarterback position. If you – I saw someone because of one quarter of football. Well, I shouldn't say that. I don't want to – again, I'm doing my best not to diminish a very good performance from Tua last week. A very good one. But it's been two quarters. They scored one touchdown against the New England Patriots. The ghost of the New England Patriots. They're old, they're slow, and you scored one touchdown one week ago. So just, like, for a minute, chill. Like, you know, hang out. You know, have a hot dog. I know they don't have good hot dogs in Miami. They've got great guava cheese stuff, though. Like, guava cheese stuff, pockets, you know. My, my yes, Miami's yes. got its own kind of like grab and go food. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, probably it's... more uh, Latin inspired. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Papusa situations, kind of like I, some kind of uh, I very carbon much, meat delivery vehicle. I'm very much into the vibes of of Miami food myself. Yes. Miami seems like a great place if it can stay above water. Honestly, yeah, speaking. literally. Yeah, literally. And uh, listen, I I enjoy visiting the city. It's a Especially in the winter here, February, you go down there, enjoy a week of, of the city nice lives weather. There. That's right. A, a, you know, a week of nice weather and some golf. Like, uh, Listen. The reason so many Bills fans show up to the to Dolphins games is because it's a very short drive. It's super short. Right. It's incredibly short. It's straight right down the QEW. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Queen Elizabeth That's right. Way. It's it goes just, from Toronto all, all the, way the way to, to Tallahassee. Yeah. Right? No, it stops in Tallahassee. <laughs> and then you have to get off. Then you have to get off. Then you got to take some 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 service roads, That's and then right. you're and then you're in Miami. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I just I, I just you know I don't know how many dolphins. Listen, there are a lot of random dolphins fans here in Western New York. I've got I have an unbelievable, really, frankly, not even just like the term unbelievable. It's frankly borderline not actually believable how many friends of mine or like. I don't want to say former friends, but friends that I had like in college that I don't keep up with as much anymore that are Dolphins fans. Like double digits friends that are Dolphins fans. One of my best friends that I golf with, you know, if my employer's listening, only like once a week. Uh, but we golf a lot together, right? And uh, he pretends, he puts this facade on, right? Like, oh, yeah, you know. Dolphins are pretty good, man, you know. But I know because week one, when the when the Bills played on Thursday night, I hosted people over. I made a bunch of meats. My girlfriend was out of town. The boys came over. We ate smoked meats and watched football. And he came over. And what's the first thing he does, Corey? What's the first thing a Dolphins fan does? 
when he comes over, sits on my couch. Uh, he does he does he? <laughs> I was gonna say, is he going at Bundy? Is he is just jamming the hand down? No, no, what's no, going no. on? What, what what he's doing is immediately grabs the remote. What? Immediately grabs the remote. It's not his house. It's on it right now. It's on red zone. And what does he do? Does he go to the Dolphins game? Goes to the Dolphins game. It's not his house. Goes to the Dolphins game. So, and I was like, that was my first sign. I was like, okay, I'm going to see how this plays out. I'm going to see how this plays out. Right? And if you recall, week one, at first, it was not good. Who touches another person's remote control? I, Dolphins fans. Jeez. <laughs> Dolphins please. fans do. Okay? And immediately, you know, I'm like, all right, well, let's, you know, three and out. All right, well, do we have to watch this game? We could watch Red Zone. We could watch everyone. Yeah. And then when something happens in this miserable game... It will flash to it, That's right? That's really powerful Kramer vibes. You're just coming in, going right to the fridge. Just, yeah. Don't touch things. It's right. not yours. No. So oh, There are other people here than you, That's Mr. Right. Dolphins fan. That is right. And people that he didn't even know, too. There was people, friends of mine that he's never met before. And I was like, sorry, guys. Like, he's he, Dolphins fan. <laughs> you know? And, like, part most of that game was us making fun of him, and then there were times where you could see the actual horror on his face when Tua made bad throws. Like You have to forgive him. He's had to root for Ray Lucas at a time in his life. At he knows who Cleo Lemon is. Jay Fiedler. <laughs> yes. Right. I mean, that nose on Fiedler Listen, was we unbelievable. S- we talk about drop quarterbacks. Man alive. Some the Dolphins quarterbacks is some... Equally as bad. <sighs> Equally as bad. Cleo Lemon... Maybe no better than Cleo Lemon. Um, that, like, if you walk down the National Mall in Washington, D.C., if you look closely, you can find a memorial to Dolphins quarterbacks and the yes. traumas inflicted on other people. It's yes. that bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But By the way, uh, you, you can control the phones, right? I don't know how to use this new thing. You know how to do them? I, I, can, I think I can press buttons. We can give a shot. All right, let's, let's try to go to Ray. I think, I think Ray's got some ideas on, 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 this, on this Bills-Dolphins game. Ray, what's up with you, man? You know, it's funny. If you go back six, eight years ago when the you know, Patriots were real good – and, you know, we would look at the Patriot game as, you know, that's our rivalry. That's our big game. And then, you know, you could see that they looked down at us as like, are you kidding me? We're looking at the, the, the Colts with Manning. We're looking at Roethlisberger and the Steelers. And um, I forgot the third team. There was another team that was really vying for position. You know, and th- that's how we are. It's like, yeah, division's good, but, you know, we want the Chiefs. We want Baltimore. Yeah. We want, you know, our, our site is Cincinnati. We want um, – the bigger, the bigger. Not to, not to use the term, but we want the bigger fish. In Love the, that, you know. And, yeah. and 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 of course that this is meaningful. And you know what? I am a little nervous with their sure uh, with with their wide receivers. But Same. You know what? But the thing is, if we get the pass rush and say that our cornerbacks bump them a little bit, their timing's off. Forget it. There there, there are no deep throws. You know there. It's uh. That's why I, I hated to hear that Oliver was going to be out. Yeah, you know, same. I was thinking, all right, you know, I'll I'll lose one to get two back. But I hate that. You know, I'd rather have. Phillips and settle, you know, or the thought of losing Oliver and Phillips and just getting settled back. Nothing against him, but it's uh, I'm, I'm a little nervous. But that's the thing. That's why we we built depth over these years. It's that's been exactly a, right. a, a process to get to this point for this reason, you know, because uh, I don't want to lose to a Jacksonville type. Not that they're no. like Jacksonville, but I don't want to lose to a, like that game. We could have been hosting that Kansas City game. I'm sorry, but I hate going. I always go back. I don't want to lose these stupid games where we should win, um, and where it'll come back to haunt us ten weeks later. And that's that's what I feel. Yeah, no, I, and Ray, I agree with you. Here's the thing, too, I, and and maybe more so is part of understanding what a rivalry is is understanding that it's a back and forth thing. The Bills and Dolphins, as it stands today, is not a rivalry. 
Not anymore. No. And the Phil fans will still say to the 70s, get out of here. It's, it's not the same. It's, it's more the Patriots, if anything. And even that, we're looking past them. Because guess what? The Patriots beat the Bills last year. The Patriots were in first place in December last year. I forget about that. Yeah. <laughs> the Dolphins, what have they done in eight, six years against this Bills team? Since Sean McDermott has gotten here, since, since Josh Allen has been throwing footballs in a meaningful way, they're daddy. They are daddy. It's not a rivalry if you can't stay within a score. It's not a rivalry. I think that's super important. Now, today, or tomorrow, I should say, if the Dolphins can win, you go a long way into reviving what once was a very interesting rivalry. But again, the 80s, or was it the 70s that the Bills didn't get a win, or was it the 80s that the Bills didn't get a win 70s, against the Dolphins? 70s. 70s. That 70s. wasn't a rivalry. Too, right, that wasn't a rivalry. Bills, Bills were no-shows. They didn't win in 10 years. And then in the 80s, in the 90s, the Bills owned the Dolphins in the 90s. So for a rivalry, this has been a pretty cruddy rivalry. I think the fan bases don't particularly like each other. And Brian Cox flipped the finger to a bunch of people. That doesn't make a rivalry. What makes a rivalry is good football. And the Dolphins have not played. Yeah, the Dolphins don't play good football against the Bills. They haven't played good football against the Bills in like three different head coaching hires. It was the Kelly Marino years. That that yeah. was the rivalry during for the. I mean, yes, they're division foes, but those were good games. They played each other in the playoffs. You know, one team could beat each other in the other one stadium. That's and right. That, that was the rivalry. But That's not, right. Not, not now. It's just just a division of important game, but not um, our our rivals right now are the Chiefs. A hundred percent more so than Chiefs. The Chiefs, hundred percent. Thanks for the call, Ray. I totally agree. Totally agree. It's the Chiefs. The Chiefs are are the rivalry, not the friggin' Dolphins. Like, yeah, they're a nice story. Good for you. You guys had one good half of football. I'm thrilled. Again, I I give Tua a lot of crap. What's the, what is there to not like about that guy? He's pretty easily rootable for. Like, he's just he's just a guy. He exists. He's Hawaiian. He's chill. He's laid back. I don't hate Tua. Do I want him to? Do well? No, not really. But, you know, like, whatever. If he does, he does. I don't know. Just a, just a, a, weird, a weird thing for Dolphins fans, you know, to, to just be so darn cocky and not hedge your bets. Even Bills fans who don't need to hedge, they're looking at these injuries saying, I mean, I said this. This isn't even really a hedge. It's just to say that. If the Dolphins can't beat the Bills on Sunday with no Trey White, no Dane Jackson, no Ed Oliver, you know, Gabe Davis is is banged up. He's not going to be 100%. No Jordan Phillips, no Micah Hyde, who might be the second most important player on this team outside of Josh Allen, by the way. If they can't win Sunday, it's never happening. It's just not. It's just not. I'm sorry. I want to give you the credit, but, you know, show me if we're, you're, you're a math guy, right? You, you know, absolutely, you know fractions? No, absolutely. You know not. fractions? Barely. Two of eight. Two of eight. Is one, one fourth. fourth. We when did you, what, what, what do you call Ooh, that? Oh, uh, when that you, was, um, oh my God. what's a call when you take a bigger fraction and turn it into a smaller fraction? Uh, lowest common denominator. Is that it? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so if Whoa. I'm if I were to Whoa. if I were a mathman, which I'm not, I never <laughs> a math magician. I've never claimed to be a mathman. One quarter, one of four, 
two of eight have been good football. One of four. Yes. The Bills threw four inter- had four turnovers against the defending Super Bowl champion on their turf when they got their banner raised, got their rings. One of the guys on the Bills walked to the other sidelines and talked about how much they loved being there, and then they smoked them by three scores. <laughs> four turnovers, and they smoked the defending champs by three scores. Then, if I'm not mistaken, the Bills last week against the AFC's number one seed from last year played the latest preseason game ever played in NFL history. Saw that was a good tweet. I don't know who tweeted that, but the Bills broke a record for the latest preseason game in NFL history. Their starters were out by the midway through the third quarter. So, again, if you're gonna come for the bull, you better grab the horns. Is that... Uh, better grab them. Is that how that works? I think so. Is that... How the phrase works? I, no, but I mean, I'm just going to make it for this one. How about this? How about this? If you're going to come in my kitchen, oh no, you better be ready for the heat. Oh, better, be- <laughs> better. These are not. It's these not, are not the same. They're not great. These are not the same. All right, um, we're going to take a time out. Actually, let's take one more phone call. Let's go to Matt in his car because he's been waiting patiently. Matt, what do you got for me, my friend? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, I got a couple things. Well, one. Uh, Baltimore's defense, pass defense was ranked 32nd in the league last year, and they're 32nd again this year with the with the note that they're allowing over 100 yards more than they were last year. So anyone thinking that there's Matt. some type of great defense from the past is like, you know. Hey, Matt, do you happen to know who number 31 is? Uh, probably Miami because it they're is. allowing the most yards per play in the NFL this year. It is. It's Miami. So that's why I'm just like, hey, the Bills could put up 50 points this game, and it doesn't matter who the Bills have on defense. The Dolphins aren't putting up that many. No. So, um, and that's the, that's the other thing is that at halftime of the Baltimore game, I, wa- I watched both games, Miami games in full. Um, and at the halftime of the Miami or the Baltimore game last week, I went to the Finns message board just to see what they were saying. And it was basically like, oh, two is not the answer. He's the same quarterback he's been for the last, you know, two years, hasn't shown any improvements, put in Bridgewater, blah, blah, blah. And then after the game, they're talking about how two is a franchise quarterback right. and right. he's equal to Josh Allen. If right. And I'm just like, are you freaking kidding me? Right. Like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> And, you know, I think this is going to be one of those games where the national media especially is going to look and, you know, I don't think the Dolphins are scoring more than 24 points regardless. Um, And I think there's probably a good chance that it's going to be less than that. And I think this is one of those games where people, the national media is just like, oh, my God, like if they have six starters out on defense and, you know, you still are only scoring 17 points and losing by 20, like, how is, how is anyone going to beat them? That's right. That's right. And, Matt, here's the thing, buddy. For these Dolphins fans, they better hope to God they win. I have hundreds of tweets bookmarked. I am ready. I am ready to torch these people. I just – I hope – I hope I hope for their sake they win. And you know what? I expect to be torched if the Bills lose. They don't have any idea what's coming for them when, when the Bills win. They just have no clue. All right, we're going to take a time out. Ryan Talbot of New York Upstate is going to join us next. We're going to talk to him about this, get his thoughts on the game on Sunday and uh, all these Bills injuries. So all that's coming up next here on WGR. Selling a little 
or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast baseball is back and so is mlb.tv watch every out-of-market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices anywhere anytime all season long follow the action live or on demand Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back. Sports Talk Saturday rolls on here on WGR. A quick bit of breaking news before we head to the Western Hotline. Bill's uh, safety, Micah Hyde, his agent just moments ago, uh, tweeted out that Micah Hyde will be out for the season is being placed on the IR with a neck injury. Some A, uh, a crushing blow uh, the day before the Bills will kick off against the Miami Dolphins. And on the Western Hotline to, ch- to chat a little bit more about this is Ryan Talbot of New York Upstate and the Shout Buffalo podcast. Ryan, um, good morning to you, my friend. Thanks for joining me. A bit of tough news for Bills fans uh, to start their weekend. Yeah, thanks for having me on. And, and you said it, it's, it's a gut punch. and it, It's a gut punch for this team in the Super Bowl season. It's a gut punch for... Uh, Micah Hyde as well, a, a safety that has been here since day one with Sean McDermott building this roster up and uh, in, in what was what's being viewed as a Super Bowl or bust type of year to be a, without one of your star players on the defensive backside is going to make it all that much more challenging. And talked a little bit about, I, I would assume the next man up here is going to be Jaquan Johnson. It could be DeMar Hamlin as well. It could be a committee approach. The Bills have shown a willingness at the defensive back position to rotate players in and out. Who do you believe in this instance is the next man up for this Bills defense? I think it is Jaquan Johnson that's going to get that first crack at the job. And if there are any issues, like you said, they could go to the committee approach. You know, this summer uh, at training camp, both safeties missed some time. And I felt like Hamlin and Jaquan Johnson did fit in nicely. They weren't. Uh, they didn't look like they were out of place with that defense at all. But now, obviously, this is a much different scenario. This is a live game. Uh, against an opponent uh, that has a lot of speed at receiver in Tyree Kill, that has a really good young receiver in Jalen Waddell, 
it's going to be interesting to see how the secondary holds up without Hyde and then obviously without Dane Jackson as well in this matchup. Yeah, and obviously Dane Jackson's another one that I think maybe takes a little bit of a back seat considering, you know, you watched both of those plays. And I think if you if you watch the injury that happened to Micah Hyde, it looked like his neck got jolted back a little bit. But you look at the injury to Dane Jackson and to see that he avoided the kind of any major injury and, and Hyde's the one that was unable to avoid that injury. I, I think if you watched those replays, you would have felt like maybe the opposite was going to be the outcome. Yeah, it was really hard to watch Jackson's replay when it was put on the TV broadcast a, a few times, the way that his head snapped back. Uh, but it just goes to show you that, that you know there is no rhyme or reason to these neck injuries and, and the severity of them. It, it can happen on uh, a shot that doesn't look as serious, like you mentioned, or, or you can avoid injuries altogether or serious injuries altogether with ones where you watch it live and you think, man, uh, it's a scary injury. The ambulance comes out and you're obviously thinking the worst. So, Ryan, before we maybe talk a little bit more about this Dolphins game, I'd like you to throw a bow on that game last week against the Titans. And, you know, I I think the Titans maybe aren't the team that people thought they were coming into this season. I mean, they replaced five of their six-stop pass catchers from last year. Derrick Henry, I I maybe don't want to say that Derrick Henry looks shot, but he certainly does not look like the same Derrick Henry we've seen um, over the last couple of years. And that offensive line lost two starting pieces, both of which are here in Buffalo right now, and David Questenberry and, and Roger Saffold. And they lose uh, Taylor Lewan in that game as well, very early, first play of the game. So, you know, overall, what, where, what do you make of the Tennessee Titans and, and sort of where they are in the, the hierarchy of this AFC now? Yeah, you, you know, I did some radio spots before the start of the year, and I said I wouldn't be surprised if the Titans went from one seed in the AFC to missing the playoffs altogether. Now, their division isn't exactly looking like a uh, powerhouse there so far this season, so I think there's still a path for them to get into the playoffs. But you went down the list of all the, the differences on this roster. They got rid of a uh, bonafide number one wide receiver in A.J. Brown, and they, they hope that Burks can develop into a number one receiver like that, but that takes some time. Uh, Derrick Henry is coming off of an injury that took away a lot of the season last year. Whether it's shaking off the rust or maybe uh, finally kind of slowing down a little because every running back eventually hits that wall. Uh, those are two of your main pieces of, of that offense one year ago. And now you might not be able to count on either, obviously, Henry being the only one left there to uh, be a major factor for this team. So there's some issues there. But for Buffalo, it was a good win because that team had been a, a thorn in their side the past few seasons. It had been... Uh, blowout loss to them in 2020, and then last year losing on, uh, you know, the final player where they couldn't get that one yard on the QB sneak. Aaron slips, Feliciano kind of gets pushed back immediately on that play. So I'm sure for the Bills' sake, you know, it, it felt good to not only win, but to win in such a dominating fashion. Ryan Talbot here of New York Upstate and the Shout Podcast on our West Her Hotline. And, you know, let's transition into this Dolphins game. And I know you and I on your podcast this week were, were kind of talking about this this Dolphins team and kind of what to make of them. They're certainly, you know, they certainly warrant a level of respect in what their wide receivers are capable of doing. And, and that was well on display in that second half last week against the Baltimore Ravens. But, you know, when you go back and watch that game, how much of that do you maybe want to say, and, and we just had a caller call in and, and mention that, like, through two games, the... You know, the, the Baltimore Ravens are ranked 32nd against the pass. So, you know, I, I, I think about it this way, too, is if the Bills were playing the Baltimore Ravens this week, I certainly don't feel like they would really strike the fear of God. Now, they play next week, so we'll, we'll, we'll get to see that in real time. But if they're not striking the fear of God, you know, they dominated that Dolphins team in the first half. And it was a real second-half collapse, I think more so than a second-half explosion from the Miami Dolphins, at least in my opinion, and you don't have to share that, but overall, like, what, what do you make of this Dolphins team coming in after that second half they had last week? 
Yeah, the, the one thing I'll say about the Dolphins is they, you know, they didn't uh, wave the white flag, so to speak. They did keep fighting in that second half when it looked like it was going to be a runaway game for the Ravens. But I'm also in agreement with you that it, it was part collapse and part of, of a nice comeback by Miami. It can be both things. It doesn't have to be one or the other. Uh, you know, Baltimore's defense has not been anything impressive to date this year. It's early in the season. Obviously, they made a change defensive coordinator, but it hasn't panned out uh, early on in the year. And, and Miami, to their credit, like I said, Tua made some big strikes down the field, but there were some uh, missed assignments. There was uh, some underthrows that I thought that the secondary could have made plays on, that being the Ravens secondary, if they had turned around and located the ball. Uh, little things that, you know, going into this week, I said, oh, the, the Bills aren't going to make those types of mistakes. But now you look at their, the back end, and they're going to be missing like I. They're going to be playing two rookies most likely on the outside at cornerback. So uh, you hope that the, the way that Leslie Frazier operates, the, the amount of discipline that he, uh, in, in, you know, he has in this defense that he instills in these players in terms of their responsibilities, that they're going to be able to come out here and play at a high level. Uh, Jaquan Johnson, you know, last year he, he had some significant playing time in that Texans game. I thought he fared well. Every time he's been on the field, I feel like he's held his own part. Uh, but it, but it's going to be a drop-off because you're going to be without Hyde back there too. But in terms of the Dolphins themselves and the Ravens, you know, I, I feel like the Dolphins are being a little overhyped going into this game. It was a really good fourth quarter. It was a nice comeback, but this was a, a squad that put up 20 points against the New England Patriots that really struggled in the first half against Baltimore. Uh, yet it feels like they're being hyped up as the greatest show on turf after two weeks. (laughs) That's right. And frankly, they had a defensive touchdown in that first game. They had one offensive touchdown in that first game against the Patriots. And I, you know, the Patriots have made some changes defensively, but if I recall, uh, what Josh Allen did in the last two, two games against that, that, uh, that Patriots defense. I'm not sure if I'm overly impressed by seven points against that that group. Um, Ryan, and, and you know, I want to kind of stick on the defensive side of the ball here. Obviously, no Ed Oliver, no Jordan Phillips. That, that's a big blow for the interior part of this defensive line. However, you're coming into this game thinking this is not exactly the most explosive running attack, which is a little surprising because Mike McDaniel, that Shanahan wide zone, you were expecting that the run game for, especially the resources that they they really, I think, invested in, obviously Raheem Mozart and uh, Chase Edmonds, and they had Sony Michelle, they they moved on from him, but they, like, they they invested a lot into that running game, and they have not seen a lot of returns early this season. No, they have not, and I think it was Edmonds that did rip off a nice run late in that Baltimore game. Um, but it's been very hit and miss, very sporadic. They, they do have some decent names back there, but now can they produce? And the Bills, to their credit, have really stopped the run really well in the first two weeks. Uh, the, the Rams couldn't get much going, and obviously Derek Henry averaging 1.9 yards per carry. That tells a story on its own. But this is the second straight week that the Bills are going to be down two guys at, at defensive tackle at Oliver for the second straight week, and then this week it's going to be Jordan Phillips. Uh, you do I tend to think that Tim Settle is tre- trending in the right direction. I shouldn't sit here and say that he's definitely going to play, uh, but I think he'll play. You have Daquan Jones has been a major asset for this team. They like Brandon Bryant. They have Brewer. Uh, and then they have some other versatile pieces on that defensive line. You know, we talked about it on the show. We said maybe you get Greg Rousseau in there uh, playing some snaps on the inside. We saw what he could do in terms of the pass rush last week in, in that role. Uh, they talked about Boogie Basham being that type of player when they drafted him. Now, he, you know, he's changed and molded his body a little bit. Maybe that's not what they envision anymore. But 
the, the Bills have some moving parts. Uh, I'm really interested to see how they utilize them, especially on the inside when they're down a few bodies at defensive tackle. And on the other side, Ryan, if Xavier Howard is not 100%, which it doesn't look like he will be, the question is whether or not he'll play. But if he plays and isn't 100%, would you feel like maybe you're better off putting someone who is 100% knowing what's the success Stephon Diggs has had when Xavier Howard is healthy. And, and this is no shot. Howard is a top five corner in the NFL, top 10 at the very least. Um, but he has struggled in one-on-one matchups against Stephon Diggs. And Stephon Diggs right now is one of the best man against man coverage, one of the best receivers in football. What do you think the game plan has to be to try to slow down Diggs? Because through two games, he's one of the most, uh, right, right there with Waddle and Hill, one of the most prolific receivers in football right now. It's going to be interesting because, you know, one of their starting cornerbacks was put on the IR before the start of the season. He's going to miss the first four weeks in June. So uh, if they do not go with, with Howard, it, it would have to be with a cornerback with some additional help. You would have to think you, no one's going to be able to go one-on-one with Diggs. Uh, Howard, as you mentioned, he struggled in the past, and he's not going to be 100%. I think they start out with Howard in that role, see how he fares, and then they might have to rotate and adjust. Uh, but, you know, I, I think there's a chance to get Gabe Davis back in the mold. We still haven't seen uh, a ton from Isaiah McKenzie, but maybe this is a week where you utilize him not just as a slot receiver. Uh, you line him up in the backfield. You give him maybe some of those jet sweeps. You, you keep the defense on their toes. Uh, Crowder, again, hasn't filled the stat sheet, but he's done some nice things. So I, I feel like uh, even if the Dolphins come up with a game plan that could even limit Diggs to a certain extent, the Bills have so many other weapons that they can utilize in this matchup, but Right now, I, I do like Diggs going into week three, whether it's uh, banged up Howard uh, covering him, whether it's uh, a Nick Needham or, or someone else. Yeah, I don't see how they're going to be able to slow him down based on how he started out this year. Yeah, and I'll say this too, Ryan. Um, Dawson Knox has yet to really you know, pop off in the passing game, and I expect um, you know, that to maybe change and evolve here over the next couple of weeks. Ryan, thanks so much for joining me, man. I appreciate it. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the game tomorrow. And you and I will be chatting again soon, my friend. Hey, sounds great. Thanks again. Awesome. Ryan Talbot there of New York Upstate joining us on the West Her Hotline. We are uh, going to take a time out. And on the other side, uh, we are going to hear from John Price. We're going to hear about this weekend's games and what picks he's got. So we've got all that that's coming up next year on Sports Talk Saturday on WGR. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.